0: This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes.
1: And so I want to talk about why I think the food movement is really making progress. And I'll just say personally, I measure it by food studies programs at universities. When we at NYU started our food studies program in 1996, we were it and everybody thought we were crazy. Who would ever want to study about food? 20 years later, we have... All of you in the audience, the Berkeley Food Institute, Janet, uh, your your chancellor's enormous food program, and almost every university that I visit has a food studies program of one kind or another. So that's my personal measure of it. But there are other ways to measure it, too. The increase in the number of farmers' markets, shown on the left, and the increase in organic sales, shown on the right. These are measurable, quantifiable demonstrations of the effectiveness of the food movement, Um, the fight for a a minimum wage, the fight for 15, Saru Jayarman, who's on the faculty at the Goldman School, has been heading up this and is one of the leaders in this movement. It, it too, is having enormous success, not as much as we'd like, but still success. Um, And there are many, many people who are participating in that. The food industry is listening, Sometimes they listen in superficial and cosmetic ways, like taking aspartame or additives or um, artificial colors or dyes out of foods. That's nice, but it's not world-shaking. Sometimes it's in more important ways, like sourcing animals that were not treated with antibiotics. That one's much more important. Um, So the food industry is listening. Um, and, of course, are soda taxes, uh, with Berkeley leading the way with an advocacy campaign for soda tax that was absolutely exemplary, done advocacy by the book exactly the way it's supposed to be done, and it was no wonder that it passed with a 76% vote. Um, and set an example for uh, lots of other cities that are following this example. And there's a soda tax movement that is now taking place throughout the United States. Here's the current list. The one that's in play right now is Santa Fe. Um, But all of these others have passed taxes, and often with uh, really impressive majorities it 's also um, one of the things about the tax movement that I think is really important is it 's being framed as a social justice issue um, that people will be healthier if they 're not drinking these things if they don 't have corporations running what they 're supposed to be eating in their life social justice moral ethical just what we 're supposed to be talking about here it 's also a trade issue because the tax soda taxes have become a worldwide phenomenon. Um, South Africa, Portugal, and the United Kingdom um, are either looking at or have passed soda taxes, and so our trading partners are getting involved in this. And, of course, the most uh, impressive one is Mexico, where I just was, where uh, the advocacy campaign has been carried out at the highest possible level, and the research that goes with it is also being done at the highest possible level, and they've just come out, with a paper that uh, documents a significant reduction in soda consumption, particularly among people who are poor, which is exactly the target group that they wanted to get at. Um, So much, much progress, signs of movements, and then the business community thinks that food activists are your new brand managers. Let's make that true. Would be, would be my uh, recommendation here. Um, so the food industry is scared, they're worried about it, and it's up to us to make sure that we hold them accountable.
0: You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.